Well, good morning, everyone. How are we doing this morning? Hey, how many of you are glad to actually be in church this morning? Yeah, there you go. Hey, um, real quick, before uh, we jump into our very last week of our Made for More series, uh, I'm going to do two quick announcements because one is like brand new, as in fresh off the boat uh, three days ago. And the other one is just, I, I think it's really important to understand what we're trying to do. And you know, it takes 170 plus change makers, what we call our volunteers here at Radiant Life, to do what we do, to run three services. And it's so important to know that we appreciate you. We can't do what we do without our change makers. And some of us, there's some of change makers that come throughout the week and do little things that maybe go unnoticed, but we don't do them. The change makers do them and they get everything. The ducks are in a row in order to do what we do. And so I really want to highlight to you the change maker celebration. And you know, if you're a volunteer, if you're a change maker, Tuesday, October 8th, right here in this room at 630, some food, some fun. We're going to celebrate you. And I promise to give you short vision to you. All right, short. Short, all right? Promise, knock on wood, but when I get a mic, sometimes I just go, okay? But we'll try to keep it short and get you out of here, back in your bed at a good time, and uh, we just want to celebrate you. So don't forget, Circle C, if you know you're coming, we have already over 100 of you you say that you are coming to this event, which is going to be really fun. And so Circle C, so we get enough food to feed your little bellies, all right? And then last thing I want to talk real quick before we jump into our final week together is that, as you can see, obviously, we're expanding. And in the midst of expanding, uh, we have to sprinkle, meaning put fire suppression in this entire facility. And we currently have no fire suppression uh, in in the facility, and that's why we have to sprinkle everything. That includes having to have sprinklers in this room. Now, what that means is the company that ended up winning the bid says, hey, you have extremely tall ceilings. And we have to get scaffolding all the way up there, which means we have to remove pews out of here in order to get the scaffolding to do what we got to do. We say, awesome. They said, oh, but one little thing, caveat in this all, is that we were going to remove the pews and we're going to have our scaffolding uh, that scaffolding, and there won't be any pews on that Sunday because they need 10 days. So they need Monday through Friday. They're not going to tear down their scaffolding, put all the pews back for Sunday, and then redo it on Monday morning and then finish the job. So at first we're like, okay, everyone can bring lawn chairs, right? <laughs> you just see through the scaffolding that way. And then we got on another track. Well, they, they, they actually wanted to do it in two weeks. So I was like, hold on, we got to plan this thing. We got to know what we got, how to, how to move 800 people. And uh, we decided what would be really cool is in three weeks, which is Sunday, October 20th, we are going to come together in one service and call it Radiant Life Together, Sunday, October 20th at 10 a.m. at Sturgis Young Auditorium. One massive service. That auditorium holds inside 965 seats. We've got the whole basement for our kids' ministry, and it's going to be awesome. And that doesn't change any one of you guys, because you all come to the 10 o'clock service already. It really changes first and third service, all right? The only thing that changes for you is don't come here in three weeks, go to the auditorium, all right? And it's really going to be an awesome. Here's a bonus to you. Uh, They serve breakfast there, all right? Here's their deal. 
If any radiant lifer has to call in an RSVP, so it's on you, you can get breakfast for one buck. <laughs> All right, some of you are really excited about that. You know, there is a dollar menu at McDonald's too, guys. <laughs> it's all just a dollar, all right? But hey, it's a dollar for you if you want breakfast beforehand, but that's on you to call and just say, hey, I'm part of Radiant Life that we're coming in Sunday, October 20th, so you can have breakfast there for a dollar. And then when breakfast is over, make your way into that auditorium. And I think it's going to, you know, there's logistics, obviously, that we as a team have to deal with and how to navigate all that. But I think it's going to be special because since we've launched three services, we've never all been together in one room. I think it's going to be pretty cool to experience Radiant Life together. And I, well, invite your friends. Guess what? There are going to be plenty of seats. Invite your friends. Say, hey, just come experience this thing. All right? So you write it down on your calendar now, because I know some of you will still come to church right here Sunday, October 20th. All right? Here's what we're going to do, though. We will have people here to be like, hey, remember you forgot to write on your calendar? Remember that one Sunday Pastor Ryan said, write it down right now. You forgot that. We're at the auditorium. Oh, yeah. And you get to the auditorium, okay? We'll have to ramp up security and all that stuff. But, um, man, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a good time. Good time to pack out that auditorium and just worship God. And, yeah, and who knows? What's cool is uh, they still run breakfast, and then the, I think they still do that lunch, and we're going to be worshiping. Who knows who's going to hear it and be like, what is going on in that building? And then they're going to make their way and be like, oh, it's that church thing. And they're like, no, it's Jesus. Thank you very much. All right. And so it's going to be an awesome time, awesome time together. So again, that's, I know that's brand new information, like right now to you, but make sure you got it on your calendars. And three Sundays to na- from now, we are all together at the Sturgis Young Auditorium so they can get in here and remove pews and put up scaffolding and get the fire suppression in where they, where they need to get it in for us, all right? All right, let's jump into the last week of our Made for More series. And, and we've been looking at a spiritual journey that God, you can look through all the Old Testament, New Testament, and God takes us on a spiritual journey. And uh, you are somewhere on that spiritual journey, whether you're an atheist this morning and you don't even know why in the world am I at this church right now, I do not know this God, or whether you're following Jesus for a very long time, you are somewhere in a spiritual journey. Because We're all created in the image of God. You can't get the image of God out of you. Even the atheist who's far, you can't get the image of God out of your heart. And here's our theme verse that we've been talking about in Proverbs chapter 29. If people can't see what God's doing, they stumble all over themselves. In other words, sometimes we get in the mess. And the mess isn't the problem. It's what we're doing in the mess is the problem. Addictions, hangups. Ways that we deal with the messes of life, they stumble all over themselves, but when they attend to what God is revealing to them, they are most blessed. In other words, you get the most joy and fulfillment in your soul when you understand, yes, I am on exactly the journey that God wants me on. And we kicked off this series four weeks ago by looking at, we want everyone to be a change maker. The idea that you can go in to your family and change your family for all eternity. You can go into your workplace and change your coworkers. You can go into your schools and change the schools. You can go into this community. And I, my heart and prayer all the time is that, God, we would have ripple effects all over this community, that there are 25,000 people with a 15-mile radius of this church that, who are far from Jesus. May we go have an impact on them. And the idea is your life is not about making a dollar. It's making a difference. And secular science says the happiest people, 
The happiest people on planet Earth are those that are making a difference in someone else's life. I say, that's, that's secular science. The only secular thing about it is that those are the scientists who don't believe in God, but all you've done is really, you've connected to the creator who says, that's the biggest difference you can make. They didn't come up with it. The creator did. Your heavenly father did. And then the next step is to discover purpose. The idea that you were created on purpose for a purpose. That Psalm 139 says that God knitted you together. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God has a plan for you and your life. And we as the creation has to connect to the creator to understand what our purpose is. But sometimes we struggle because some of us need to find a little bit more freedom. We still have those habits and those, um, the attitudes, I was going to say that, but some of us do have that, definitely. But addictions and hangups and habits that we just got to get freedom from. And we can't live into our purpose because we're so consumed by our addictions and the things that we do, we can't see clearly. And God says, man, I believe in the power of the cross, the, the, the message last week, that I truly believe that the power of the cross is bigger than the sin in your life. I believe that through and through. But none of this is possible without this last step. And this step is probably my most, what I'm most passionate about. It's why I believe God ever had a purpose and plan for me to begin with. It's why I'm currently working at Wheaton College in the Billy Graham Evangelism Center with the church evangelism institute there at Wheaton College to equip pastors to reach lost people. I spent two days down in Wheaton College, Monday and Tuesday this past week, just training in the Billy Graham Center, and now I'm gonna go train pastors in this thing. This is what I'm truly passionate about, is that people would experience Jesus. Those who are far from Jesus to have an encounter with their creator. That there are lost people all over us, all over. And you've got the message of hope. We need to give it to people. And so this morning, as we unpack the very last experience Jesus, you're going to hear a story of a couple who actually was in a mess, found Jesus, experienced his life, experienced his forgiveness and hope, and got back on the right track. So this morning, I'm going to invite on stage with me Brandon and Katie Fish. Can you guys make your way right up here and we're just going to sit down and kind of have a conversation with everyone and just the power of story and understanding that um, as I talked with this couple, Brandon and Katie, um, ultimately understand that we all have stories. We all have a story of what we've done and everything, but it's God's story. It's God's story. And uh, many of you were here this past Easter, this couple, Brandon and Katie, Hi, guys. Um, they got baptized last Easter, and we had their video testimony, and they actually got baptized third service. So if you were here third service over Easter, you saw their video testimony. But I was like, that's only 33% of us that got to hear their testimony. So we're going to invite them back up and just to share their testimony. And uh, so let's start with uh, how you grew up. What was <laughs> How did you get into the mess that you ended up finding yourself? And each of you have a different story, but... Uh, Brandon, take it away. Well, first off, I want to thank you for rearranging the stage because I thought you were going to stick me with that squeaky chair. <laughs> yeah, my, this chair is awful. It squeaks nonstop, so I'm sorry. But, uh, no, I grew up in uh, a Christian home, 
parents grew up Christian, church, uh, did the whole thing, got baptized when I was probably eight, nine, somewhere in there. Um, but right around 16, 18, um, 16, I got my license, so hey, I was never home. I mean, who would be if you got a license, right? So did stuff I wasn't proud of. Um, decided at about then that I kind of knew everything. I mean, if you went to church from zero to 18, you pretty much heard it all, is the way I thought. Um, so I kind of still believed in God, but I, I separated myself from the church um, and walking with him on a daily basis. So I ended up having my first child um, outside of marriage, which in my house was against the rules or against God's law or rules. Um, but so we ended up getting married young, uh, kind of get to experience the whole young adult years. So we ended up having two more kids um, in that whole mess of marriage. Um, I had multiple affairs, uh, which ultimately led in divorce. Led into divorce. Katie, what about you? So um, my very first experience with Jesus happened when I was eight. Um, <clears throat> I used to have this recurring nightmare that the devil was chasing me through a maze and he kept saying he was going to get me um, to the point where actually my parents had to take me to the doctor and try to get some sleeping pills to get me to sleep at night. Um, and then I went to, they took us to a fair over Branch County Fair and um, a little tiny church over there, a guy asked me if I had ever asked Jesus into my life. And I told him I hadn't. So um, I went in and asked Jesus into my life, and I never had that nightmare again. So that was my very first experience. Um, now, my parents, we didn't go to church every Sunday. I wouldn't say we were a God-first family. Um, both of my parents were very spiritual, but didn't attend church at that time on a regular basis. Um, so got into my teenage years, strayed from what God had intended me for, um, and ended up finding out that I was pregnant when I was a senior in high school. Um, at that time, we didn't tell anybody and just decided that we were going to terminate the pregnancy. Um, going into the clinic that day, um, he stayed in the car and I went in by myself, terrifying experience. Um, and when we left, there was a bunch of protesters there. Um, and he stopped and rolled down the window for one. I was really upset with him that he had done that. Um, but she looked at me and had just this absolute look of condemnation on her face and said, you did it, didn't you? Um, and at that point, I kind of turned away from religion entirely um, because, you know, if that's what God's people were about, I didn't want to be part of it. Well, sure. And so <clears throat> you can see that you know, here's Brandon, um, child comes unexpectedly, uh, and you're not married, and you can get married, but the life that, the lifestyle you're living is uh, woman to woman, um, and then Katie's whole experience of having an abortion, going through that, seeing that person's face um, saying you did it, didn't you, just completely turned everything off for her in the church world. Um, what emotions are you guys having? If you can think back, what emotions were, were just compiled on you 
when you were in that mess? Um, guilt, uh, a lot of anger, hurt, um, and alone. Mm. I mean, I was really felt alone. Mm. Um, for me, it was obviously guilt, um, shame, uh, hurt, pain, and um, incredibly deep, deep sadness. Hmm. You know, I, I think something that we can all relate to is maybe some of us are, these stories are touching us personally because we've, we've been there maybe, um, and it's a little more real to us right now in this moment, but we all have a story. And we all are on the commonality and on the same pages. We also, we all have regrets. There are things that we wish we never did back then. Regrets of action. Some big, some small, some present. Maybe you're carrying a regret in this morning. Others of us, maybe there's regrets of inaction where you wish you would have done something differently in the moment, but you chose to sit back and be passive and don't do anything. And you wish at this time, man, I, I wish I would have done something right there. But we all share that commonality, that if we look back, there are moments that I wish I would have never done whatever that was. And so now, fast forward, uh, you guys begin to heal, right? You guys had this brokenness, had this story, um, feelings of, I love, again, what you said, deep, deep sadness in your heart of what you guys are going, what you, what you have went through. Fast forward years to when you guys, now you guys kind of meet one another, and then God has you now on a trajectory of healing. So go, go into that for us. So um, in meeting Brandon, I got to meet his grandfather, who um, he was uh, the most amazing Christian man I've ever met. And um, he really showed me what a Christian was and how you are... Um, to love people. Um, and so in uh, <clears throat> meeting him, I decided that um, I wanted to try to get back into church. I wanted to experience Jesus as I had when I was eight. Um, so uh, we went to a church in Brunson for a while. It just was not a good fit. Um, I ended up working at Sturgis Hospital, and um, working at Sturgis Hospital, I'd been praying and praying that um, God would lead us to a new church home. And um, at that time, um, Laurel Northrup and Jeff Carey both gave me a welcome card, an invitation card on the same day to come to this church, which was Easter Sunday. And um, so we came. <laughs> you know these things? There's a reason every series we give you these. Two people from this church on the... You can't tell me God, uh, God is a God of coincidence. No. God plans everything out. On the same day, two of us radiant lifers give an invite card right here. And God uses this simple thing to help people to get back on track. Now, yes, we have a brand new series launching next week called Mind Monsters. On both those exits right there, there are these invite cards. You want to grab it, pray over it, and give it. And I'm going to be honest. I realize they can be small, and we can easily overlook it when it's in my seat. Some of us are like, these are stupid. Get it away from me. Right? There are some of us that feel that. Others of us, I use this all the time. Give me more. There is so much power. 
power to a simple invite card. It's, and it takes the stress off of you to sit there and if they've got questions about God and you're like, I don't know how to answer that. Just come to church, all right? Just come. So, so awesome. I needed to hijack that story because, uh... okay, there they are at the exit doors for you. There's power to that simple invite card. All right, go on. Sorry. So you got invited by Jeff and Lori on the exact same day to come to Radiant Life. So I came to church that day um, alone, and um, which Brandon will go into, but um, so I came alone, but um, been coming here ever since. So um, you guys had just launched the Next Steps um, program that we we decided to go through that in February, I believe it was, of this year. Um, And we got sat at a table with uh, Chad and Rebecca Van Dozen, um, Jen and Mike Hicks, and Karen um, Curry. And we um, all got to know each other quite a bit going through that. And in the next steps, you write down kind of what your story is. And I felt God calling me to lay this at his feet, to lay the abortion at his feet, and to start healing from it. Um, Now, at that time, the only people who knew was me, my boyfriend at the time, my ex-husband, and my current husband. Um, so I decide I'm going to get rebaptized, and again, they have you write out your story, which I procrastinated on for a very long time. Um, I think it was last minute. Pastor Brandon's like, you, you really got to turn this in if you're going to do it. So I wrote it out on paper, which was extremely hard to do to show someone else. And um, he contacted us then and asked us to um, share our story. Um, and I was very hesitant at first, um, but I felt like that's what God wanted me to do. Um, so I had met with him um, and decided that I was going to share this story. Um, in the meantime, uh, Jen, had, Jen Hicks had invited um, us couples out, Chad and Rebecca and Mike and Jen and Brandon and I out, um, just for out to dinner one night. And um, Chad says, hey, is anybody going to see that movie Unplanned? And Jen's like, well, what's that about? And he tells how this woman worked at an abortion clinic, and then she, um, you know, went into counseling people. And Jen says to me, that's what my mom's friend does. She's in Tennessee, but she's here visiting right now, and she helps um, people who have been through the pain of an abortion heal through Christ. And um, I think my jaw about hit the floor because I knew God was talking to me through her. Um, so... Went ahead with the um, videotape and the baptism. I know I, I talked to some people in the church and said, hey, I know you did this. Have, did you have any repercussions? Because you're still worried about that. Um, and so I had some support getting there. And um, so we get to the baptism, and I couldn't even watch my story. Um, I was just kind of my head buried in his chest. Um, still all that guilt and shame. And then when I went under and I came back up, it was completely made new. I felt all that weight just gone. Mm. It was gone. I, I felt like I sat there forever. <laughs> so um, I did that. Um, also, in, before I actually got baptized, I asked Jen to come meet me because I wanted to talk to her, um, let her know that I was going to be saying this story out loud because I didn't want her to be surprised as she was on stage. Um, so I told her about it, and she, um, she said, hey, do you mind if I give Lisa your phone number? And then I said, no, that's fine. So on the way home from meeting with her, I was talking to my dad, um, 
and my dad had gotten really into church, and he was very supportive of me, but wasn't sure I should share my story out loud um, at the baptism. And um, so I was kind of, you know, set back a little bit, like the devil was trying to take some foothold back there on me. Um, and so as soon as I hung up the phone with my dad, uh, my phone rang, and it was Lisa Mackey from Tennessee, um, director of the Deeper Still down there. And um, she just went on to say how proud she was of me for saying my story. Um, so that was my sign from God that, yes, this is, this is what I want you to do. And then you go down to this organization called Deeper Still in Tennessee by yourself. You leave him, him at home. With the kids. Said, good luck. I'm leaving. <laughs> Welcome to parenting, right? <laughs> Fend for yourself. There's ramen noodles. There you go. All right. And uh, so you go, you make a trip down because you know there's a little more healing that needs to be done in your heart because you've been carrying around that, like you, you just said, that guilt and shame of that abortion. Um, you get down to Tennessee, and explain just quickly that experience of what you went through with Deeper Still down there. So um, I went into Deeper Still knowing that, um, you know, I was forgiven by God, but I was struggling to forgive myself, um, and I was struggling to heal because I had just suppressed everything for so long. Um, so at that retreat, I really learned how deep the talons were of the choice that I had made 20 years prior um, and how much it affected me as a mother, as a wife. Um, I didn't really realize all the repercussions of that until that retreat. Yeah, and here's a quote that you said, and I, I love it. I'm going to share it. Um, it made me realize how deep those talons are, which he said, it's all forgiven, and that's enough. And he said, sit back and experience Jesus and let him heal you. Yep. Um, I think that's for someone here this morning. Mm -hmm. You just got to experience Jesus in a fresh new way and just let him heal you. Just let him heal you. Brandon, so you're the guy now that met Katie, and you're like, I still don't want to do this church thing. I still got some wounds, blah, blah, blah. You tried to church out with her. It didn't work. She gets invited to come here by, you know, Lori and Jeff, and um, you tell her, go by yourself. Correct. I did not want to try it out. We had some bad experiences somewhere else that I wasn't coming. Yeah. So she comes back, and she is... I don't know what's wrong with her. She's glowing or something. <laughs> Something's she goes, wrong with her. She comes back and You she should says, not be this joyful after church, right? <laughs> you, enjo you endure church, not enjoy church. Well, my, in my uh, mind, church was, was not fun. So she comes back and she looks like she had a good time. She says, man, you have to try this out. There's a guy in a fish tank. There's two guys doing stand-up comedy, doing announcements, and, and a preacher that was pretty good, too. Side note. But, uh, Just pretty good, really? <laughs> he jumped out. You got downgraded. <laughs> I will say, he said, what was your word first service? You used a different word. I don't remember. <laughs> fantastic, I think I said Yeah, fantastic. he downgraded me this service, by the way. <laughs> but uh, I was going to take you out for tacos. <laughs> okay, you're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Wait, so, one more time so they all heard it. Amazing. Thank you. There we go. Uh, all right, go ahead. So... Um, I still didn't come for a couple weeks, I don't think. I, I just wasn't there. So I ended up coming. Um, I loved it. Uh, I didn't, I guess I wasn't there yet. Um, about a year ago, my grandpa passed away, um, the one Katie mentioned. And through all of 
for the day and a half I got to spend with him by his bed um, as he was passing, even, I think it was eight hours of pain before we could get signed off on morphine, I mean, he never condemned God. He never cussed. He just said, trust and obey, because there's no other way. Hmm. And just just kept saying, trust and obey. Hmm. I mean, that's pretty much all he said. And uh, so, you know, I, I figured I'd start trusting and, and obeying, because, hey, that's what Grandpa said, and he's a pretty smart dude. <laughs> so uh, we did the next steps. Um, we did the baptismal and. uh that was life-changing. Um, I'm not proud of my past by any means, but I, mm. I'm not embarrassed to share how it's changed and how it's, how it's changed who I am. In, uh, in, That's great. Um, so now I've, I love coming to church. I do whatever I can to be here. I'm even a trustee now, so now I get to be here when nobody else is. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> Um, I just can't get enough. And, oh, that's uh, awesome. That's awesome. Um, as we wrap up, what difference has Jesus made? Uh, for me, I, I feel free. I feel refreshed. I feel, um, I don't, I, I just, I just feel like, um, and I'm going to throw this in there. Uh, like if anybody has hang-ups you got to find freedom the refreshing it's just it's amazing i can't even explain just letting it loose letting it you don't need to be hung up on it that's awesome that's awesome what about you katie so um for me it's changed me drastically um as a mother i feel worthy to be a mother now um to my children um i feel worthy to be a wife and i know that i'm a child of god and i'm set free that's so good Hey, can we thank this couple for coming out and sharing their story? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Katie's going to say just a quick thing for any of you that may have related a little more closely to her story in particular areas. So um, if any men or women have been through a situation like mine and you guys are seeking freedom and healing, please feel free to connect with me and we'll help you get set up with a deeper still team that can help direct you to your freedom. Amen. Isn't that so good? So good. Thank you, guys. The beauty of story is that we've all had messes. We've all been in broken and chaotic places. But I love about who our God is, is that our mess is his message. Of Yes, we're in the mess, but listen to the story of of affair and adultery and abortion and just how guilt and shame-ridden the couple was to the freedom that they've experienced now. We are the walking message of Jesus in this world, of redemption and restoration. I get asked the question, what's one word that you would explain? The entire Bible, the entire biblical narrative, one word, redemption. What everything was broken and lost in the garden, God is out to redeem for relationships, our relationship with our Heavenly Father, our relationship with Him, our relationship with ourselves to find freedom, our relationship with other people. Because Adam and Eve started saying, well, you gave me her. Well, you did it, right? The blame game started happening. And we still are doing that, aren't we? And then restoration and redeeming our relationship with creation. Now that was broken. And, and redemption, it's beautiful. And I know some of us this morning may be heavy. Like that was heavy story. 
And it may have been really real for some of us. But Jesus' words, be comforted by these words in Matthew. Jesus says, come to me, all who are heavy burdened. This idea is that all who are spiritually, you are just pressed down. You are like that olive that's getting pressed down and you just can't take it anymore. And Jesus says, I want that. And I'll give you the rest you need. I'll give you redemption. I'll give you my forgiveness. I'll give you my grace. And the good news here this morning as my desire is everyone to experience who Jesus is, as God wants you rescued from your burden. That is the heartbeat of Jesus. Jesus.